Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarlane, or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. I would like to welcome everybody back to the Footballers Family Podcast, and and I'm I'm going to be honest with you, just between you and me, okay? You know, I I could be honest with y'all. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I like Halloween, I like Christmas, I like Thanksgiving, but draft time, the NFL draft, is one of my favorite times of the year. It really wasn't that big of a deal to me until about 2006, but after that point, I have. I've had a uh, a habit. I made it an annual thing for me. Uh, I start out by telling my kids, I'll see you in about three hours. Leave me alone. Leave daddy alone. They don't listen, but I try. My wife tends to get me chicken wings. We get some chips. We get some Dr. Pepper Zero, Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, and then I zone out from the ESPN, NFL Network. I flip back and forth. This year, I'm going to be in Bonacqua, Tennessee, watching at my parents' house because we don't have local television here in Hurricane Mills. My mom's going to do the same thing. She said, what do you want to eat? I said, Buffalo Wild Wings. I figured as much. Uh, once the movie Draft Day was released and I bought it on DVD and I still need to find it on Blu-ray. If you know where I can find it on Blu-ray, please let me know. And, uh, and I need to get that. I like that movie. I'll just be honest with you. I like that movie. It's not. You know, say what you will about it. I watch it every year on draft day. In fact, a few years ago, I was in Chicago waiting for a plane to take me to, to uh, take me to Scotland the day of the draft. And I watched draft day in draft town on the day of the draft. When it came to Nashville, before I went up to go to draft draft town, I went and watched it on uh, DVD. It was, it's something, you know, I skip over the lovey-dovey parts. You know, Jennifer Gardner's awesome, but I skip over the lovey-dovey parts. I watch the football part, and I'm happy with that. And each time I wonder, is Jacksonville going to take the, the, the trade? Is Seattle going to do the Browns again? And it happens every time, the same thing. Shouldn't be surprised by now after watching it several times. This year, I'm planning on doing the same thing. When I'm thinking about this, you know, you think about, that the draft can make or break a team. One player, you might get six or seven, say you get seven draft picks. One player can make or break a team. 
maybe two. You might get two or three good ones. I've had people ask me, well, what happens if you don't, if you get drafted? Are you assured a spot on the team? If you're the first or second draft pick, you are assured the spot on the team. After that, it's pretty much a crapshoot. You've got to make the team, whether it would be, uh, you know, you make it on the practice squad, whatever the case, if you, you, you've got to work to make the team. This year, as, as in last year, Jacksonville gets the first overall pick. Last year, they picked a quarterback. So this year, they're going for the splash pick, as they talked about in, the, in draft day. This year, I believe they're going Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Is he the best player on the board? Probably not. But if you're looking at somebody, well, Trayvon Walker might be the best player on the, on the board out of Georgia. But if you're looking at a player to make the splash with, with name recognition and be able to sell jerseys, really, really, it's, it's all a business. Aiden Hutchinson would be that guy. Now, I hope that Jacksonville messes up the pick. They're not going to, but I hope that being a Titans fan, I don't want to see Aiden Hutchinson coming after Ryan Tannehill this coming year. I just don't want to see that. Um, but for the Jacksonville fans out there, I believe you're going to get Aiden Hutchinson and you're going to love every bit of it. He is a an insanely good player who will make your defense go from, from where it is now to much, much, much better. He is a once-in-a-lifetime defensive player, and I believe he is the right pick for y'all. That being said, as I mentioned before, drafting is you hope you get one or two. You can do all the analytics. You can watch all the tape. You can do all those things, and you might get one or two right. A good GM will get more right than wrong. But imagine, imagine if you're a GM and you miss two or three years in a row. How long are you going to be a GM? Not very long. Not very long. Today, we're going to talk about 10 of the best draft classes of all time from the Super Bowl era. So when World Championship won, two, and then Super Bowl three, uh, from that point on, these are some of the best draft picks in, uh, classes, in my opinion, that we have ever seen in the NFL. They're not in any particular order, although I will start with number one, which I believe is my my pick is the best draft class of all time. And you let me know where I'm wrong. Let me know what I'm doing right. Message me at Jeremy underscore McFarland. Uh, message me if you want to come on and talk about your favorite draft class or your favorite team or your favorite football moment. That's what the football's family is all about. But the number one class that I believe is found in the NFL history uh, from the Super Bowl era. It's 1983. This draft started out with a little controversy. The number one overall pick seemed to be John Elway out of Stanford. And then he was drafted by Baltimore Colts. Ernie Acorsi was the GM. Now keep that name in mind. Okay, keep that name in mind. Yet Elway didn't want to play for the Colts. I didn't know about this. Elway's probably my favorite player of all time. I didn't know about this until much later on. To me, if you're drafted by a team, you play for that team. Just feel it a blessing to play for the NFL, you know? Instead, he said, if I was drafted by the Colts, I, he said, I'm not going to play for them. Instead, I'll go play for the Yankees. Well, we know what happens after that. The Colts draft Elway. The Broncos later on would draft Chris Hinton. 
which turned out to be a pretty good draft pick in and of himself, they would trade Hinton and, and many, many more toward the Colts to get John Elway. John Elway goes on to play in five Super Bowls, wins two of them, comes becomes a Hall of Famer. That year is called the year of the quarterback. Elway, Jim Kelly, who went to four Super Bowls, and Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl, were all drafted in the first round and all are in Canton. Along with these three, five more men are in Canton right now. Eric Dickerson, who holds a single-season rushing title, is probably one of the most overlooked great rushers of all time. Bruce Matthews, probably one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. Daryl Green, great player in and of, of himself. Richard Dent, part of the 85 Bears. And Jim Colbert were, were drafted that year. Colbert, excuse me, were, were all drafted that year. Roger Craig, who should be in the Hall of Fame. Mark Clayton. Nate Newton, Bill Bates, and Charles Mann were drafted as well. Five all-century players, along with 42 pro bowlers, are in this draft. Another draft, the 81 draft. Listen to this. This is a uh, – you could have just dropped the microphone and walked away with this draft. Seven Hall of Famers. Lawrence Taylor, taken second overall out of North Carolina. Kenny Easley, Ronnie Lott one of the fiercest hitters of all time. Mike Singletary, one of the smartest, uh, greatest uh, linebackers of all time. Howie Long, Ricky Jackson, Russ Grimm, along with 32 pro bowlers out of this draft. This draft helped to gain seven total Super Bowl rings. Obviously, this draft was defensive heavy, leading to a push in that kind of that time frame of winning the Super Bowl with defense. See the 80s Bears or the 80s uh Bears as well with the 80s Raiders, 49ers and Giants. Although the Raiders had a great offense, their defense was insane during the early 80s. Another great draft. The 85 draft. Five Hall of Famers in this draft. Bruce Smith, one of my all-time favorite first overall pick. Chris Dolman, Jerry Rice, Andre Reid and Kevin Green. 31 Pro Bowlers, 15 All-Pros. This draft was affected by the USFL. People were saying, are you going to go for the money, the USFL? Bruce Smith might not have been the first overall pick if it wasn't for the USFL. That being said, Bruce Smith would have been really high on that list. The big thing in this draft was the Patriots giving up their 16th overall pick to a team called the 49ers so the 49ers could draft the little-known receiver of Jerry Rice. Patriots fans, imagine if you picked up Jerry Rice. How different would things be for you in the 80s and 90s? Andre Reid would be picked in the fourth round to go and highlight a Buffalo team built with their offense built on timing and speed. Now think about this draft, the 1996 draft. Now remember this one. This year is insane. Before I get into Hall of Famers, I want you to listen to the wide receivers drafted this year. Keyshawn Johnson, first overall. You won't see that very often as a wide receiver going first overall, but Keyshawn Johnson was a different type of wide receiver and a different type of era for the NFL. Terry Glenn, Eddie Kennison, Marvin Harrison, Eric Moulds, Bobby Ingram, Terrell Owens, Mushin Muhammad, Amani Toomer, Jermaine Lewis, and Joe Horn. This draft had five Hall of Famers in it. Jonathan Ogden, Marvin Harrison, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, 
and Terrell Owens. Now, think about that. Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis were picked in the same round by Ozzy Newsom. Ozzy Newsom is probably the greatest GM of all time. Not only was he a great tight end, but he is, to me, the main reason they won those two Super Bowls. Keep that in mind. 33 Pro Bowlers, along with greats like Simeon Rice, Zach Thomas, who should be in the Hall of Fame, Mike Allstott, Willie Anderson, who probably should be in the Hall of Fame, Eddie George, one of my personal favorites, who should be in the Hall of Fame, Laurel, uh, Lawyer Malloy, and Teddy Bruschi, who probably both of them should be in the Hall of Fame. The 2004 draft. Now, what do you think about the 2004 draft? This draft was a controversial one as well. I remember this because uh, Eli Manning would they played in the played in the SEC, and as a Vanderbilt fan at the time, I remember watching Eli Manning scorch the Commodores like like everybody else did. But Eli Manning, every time I would play NCAA football that particular year, we would start out the year playing Eli Manning and the Ole Miss Rebels. Well, Eli Manning, his father. Archie did not want Eli to play for the San Diego Chargers. Now, whatever reason it was, my personal opinion, I don't think Archie wanted his sons to be in the same conference. I think that's part of the reason. But again, it's all speculation. He didn't want to play. He didn't want uh, Eli to play for the San Diego Chargers. And Eli said, I will not play for them. Well, guess what? The San Diego Chargers draft Eli Manning and there's a there's a film of him holding up the Chargers jersey about like it's 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 on fire and he's appalled by it a little bit later on Ernie Corsi who is at this time was the uh GM for the New York Giants started talking with the San Diego Chargers and he said I want Eli Manning what would you take for it so the Giants actually drafted a guy named Philip Rivers. Ended up trading Philip Rivers and draft picks to the San Diego Chargers to pick up Eli Manning. Now, when people say who was the first overall draft pick in 2004, it was Eli Manning. But Philip Rivers, Rivers ended up playing for the Chargers. Now, let me ask you a question. Who do you think got the better deal out of this? You know, with the Giants, Eli Manning got two Super Bowls. With the Chargers, Phillip Rivers put up some major numbers. To me, you didn't get the win-loss records with Eli. He ended up being 500 overall, total, 500 win percentage. You got more wins with Phillip Rivers, but two Super Bowls, it's kind of hard to say no to that. Me, as a Titans fan, I want one. But the Giants during this time got two, and not just two, but two against the New England Patriots. So who do you think got the better deal out of that year as well? And I believe Philip Rivers and Eli Manning are going to be in the Hall of Fame. But Ben Roethlisberger was part of it too. He did great things for the for the uh, Steelers. And Larry Fitzgerald, Vince Wilfork, Gerald, uh, Jared Allen, and Sean Taylor were all drafted. 30 Pro Bowlers in this draft. And I believe you, out of those numbers that you're going to find more and more people over the next few years out of this class going to make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How about this one? 
2001. Two Hall of Famers so far in this draft, LaDainian Tomlinson, who is probably next to Roger Craig in NFL history, and, and maybe a couple more, but next to Roger Craig especially, is one of the best dual-use running backs that you'll ever find. Well, is he a blocker? No, but San Diego, when you drafted him, and it's drafted the same year that San Diego picked up another future Hall of Famer, Drew Brees, who made his mark with the uh, New England Saints. But LaDaniel Thompson won rushing titles. He won touchdown titles. He caught passes out out of the backfield. He was a dual-use running back that you had to account for each time you made your, your defensive alignments. And very few people could account for it. Steve Hutchinson was the other one that came out of this class. 34 uh, pro bowlers. And again, there are about three more people who were drafted this year that should be Hall of Famers soon. Uh, Drew Brees, one of the greatest passers of all time. Reggie Wayne and Steve Smith Jr. Now quickly, I have four more classes that I want to talk about. I appreciate your time and your attention today. 1993, five pro bowlers or excuse me, five Hall of Famers out of this. Willie Rofe, Jerome Bettis, Michael Strahan, Will Shields, and John Lynch. There's some Super Bowls scattered in there as well. 36 Pro Bowlers. Great like Drew Bledsoe, Dana Subblefield, and Troy Brown were all picked in this draft. 1989. Now, how many of you remember 1989? 1989 is when the Cowboys started to pick up draft picks, and they used their first draft pick on a guy named Troy Aikman. The second pick in 1989, we don't talk about. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you definitely don't talk about. But following following this particular draft pick in the second pick, you have people like Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas and Deion Sanders, all Hall of Fames. In fact, first four out of five were all in the Hall of Fames. Greats like Steve Atwater, Eric Metcalf, Mark uh, Stemnoski, Steve Winooski, and Daryl Johnson are all part of this draft pick, uh, this draft class. 26 Pro Bowlers. That first four out of five is insane. It's insane. And the bad part is for the Green Bay uh, faithful, imagine picking up Barry Sanders. Imagine picking up Barry Sanders for your offense, knowing that in a couple of three years, you're going to get a guy named uh, Brett Favre. Having Brett Favre and Barry Sanders in the backfield. Wow. The 1988 draft. Five Hall of Famers in this one. Randall McDaniel, Dramonte Dawson, Thurman Thomas. Again, he's one of those overlooked running backs of all time. Uh, Tim Brown and Michael Urban, the playmaker. The 2010 draft. The 2010 draft, my final one that we'll look at, is was probably one of the more, uh, the deepest in draft, in draft history. It produced 39 Pro Bowlers. 28 making at least two Pro Bowlers. This draft was was uh, especially strong in the trenches. It included offensive lineman Marquise Pouncey, Trent Williams, Mike Anopti, and defensive tackles Geno Smith, Gerald McCoy, and Adam Desun. 
the Damakasu, excuse me, I'm having a little tongue tie here. Bad Paul in Tennessee today. On offense, it's highlighted by Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Brown, or Jimmy Brown, I should say, with Antonio Brown and Des Bryant as well. Also included future Hall of Famer Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Eric Berry, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Emerson Griffin. 2010 will have some Hall of Famers pretty soon. So what's your favorite draft class? What do you think is the best of all time? And are you going to be watching this year's draft with as much anticipation as you did previous drafts? Let me know. Again, thank you for listening to the Football's Family Podcast, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games, spelled with two A's, P-L. A-A-Y. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. And don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday and Thursday and Monday and whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA Golf, Cricket, Esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique 
unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.